This is episode one of the Latter-day Saint Geeks podcast. I'm Spencer, and in this episode, Rob, Michael, and I will introduce ourselves to our listeners, get to know us, including our missionary service, favorite fandoms, and more. Hello, I'm Spencer, member of the Latter-day Saint Geeks blog, and now you're here for our inaugural podcast episode. With me tonight, I have my fellow writers, Rob and Michael. Go ahead and introduce yourselves, guys. Hey, I'm Rob, and I've been writing on the blog since February of this year, so it's been about almost seven months. And I'm Michael, and I've been writing for the blog for a little over a year. It really been a year already. Mm-hmm. Woo! So, well, and I guess for continuity, then I've been on the blog for eight, nine years, something like that. And wow. uh, besides Joe, I'm the one that's been around the longest. We wanted to start with a recommendation or something that we liked this week. Um, I just this morning I was watching the Star Trek crossover between Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks. I have not watched Lower Decks except for like the first five minutes of the first episode. And I was not super impressed. <laughs> but I watching the those characters with the in the crossover with Strange New Worlds really piqued my interest. So it's definitely different, but I'll give it a shot at some point, I'm sure. So the most I, I will just go ahead and give a plug for my blog that I just wrote <laughs> and, and it went live this morning and talk a little bit about the Barbie movie. Um, I did really enjoy it. I will put the caveat there that it has a lot of political topics in it, a lot of maybe controversial, um, you know, gender role and, you know, societal cultural value topics in it. So if, you just go to a movie to have fun. It might not be the best thing for you. If you're hoping that it's a kid's movie, it's probably not the best thing for you because it is very, very geared toward adults. I think it is appropriate for teens and, and adults, but I had a lot of fun with it. I think um, it's very validating for people who feel sort of um, feel isolated or feel misunderstood because, you know, culture, has one idea about what we should be and you know barbie movie is a little bit about the sense of um realizing that everybody is worthwhile no matter you know how how well they measure up to you know society's unreasonable expectations i would say so i think i I got a really positive message out of it um and yeah i hope people enjoy that movie so yeah i'm done michael (laughs) um I have been reading Yumi and the Nightmare Painter by Brandon Sanderson is one of his secret project novels that's been released this year. And if you like Fire Fantasy and a Freaky Friday type uh, storyline, I think you would recommend this book. Uh, why I say Fire Fantasy? Because Yumi is based off of Yuna from Fire Fantasy X. So if you're a fan of Fire Fantasy X and you like body swaps, and possible time travel, I would recommend this book. Well, and while we're on the topic of uh, Brother Sanderson, um, you quoted something or paraphrased something from him earlier. It'll be a great theme for tonight's uh, episode. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so recently we were discussing about what is what counts as being nerdy, and I was listening to a Brandon Sanston's podcast, and he he gave a great definition of what nerdy is. It's it's anything we're passionate about. So if you're passionate about cars, if you're passionate about sports, or if you're passionate about Pokemon, Digimon, or whatever, then you are nerdy in those things you're passionate about. So if there is something that you like, you're nerdy about it. Okay, so now we'll do a round of uh, get-to-know-you questions so you can uh, get to know us. Um, We'll start with where we're all from, where we live now, mission, and favorite scripture. Um, I'll start. Uh, I grew up in Western Canada, rural town, not one of the pioneer settlements. After high school, I lived in Utah for 12 years, so I kind of claim Utah now as where I'm from, but now I've been living in Texas for two years. I'm legally a Texan, I suppose. <laughs> um, I served my mission in Toronto. My favorite scripture, because it's kind of shaped how I view Heavenly Father's will for us and the plan of salvation, is uh, Words of Mormon 1 verse 7. And I do this for a wise purpose. For thus it whispereth me, according to the workings of the Spirit of the Lord which is in me. And now I do not know all things, but the Lord knoweth all things which are to come. Wherefore, he worketh in me to do according to his will. Thank you, Spencer. I didn't know that you were born in Canada. That's really cool. Most people don't. I actually had a friend when I got back from my mission that I, I, I made a joke about, oh, you only, you're only saying that because I'm Canadian. And he looks at me like, no, you're not. You just served your mission there. And I'm just looking, I looked at him like, well, sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> Actually, it's both. <laughs> Tricked you. Uh, <laughs> so, well, I was born in Idaho. And if my family, you know, um, have lived in Idaho for quite some time. So anyways, I, I was born there. I lived there until... 2014 and then I moved to Iowa I was on a music scholarship I went to University Iowa University of Iowa from 2014 to 2021 I think is when I graduated so I have two graduate degrees in music performance and then recently I've switched to mental health so I'm getting a master's in clinical mental health um, I live in eastern Iowa, right on the Mississippi, so right across, you know, the river from Illinois, and um, I served my mission in the Baltic states, so half of my mission I was in Latvia, the other half I was in Estonia, and I was, I learned to speak Russian, so yeah, and then my favorite scripture, the one I've thought about a lot is Ether 1227 lately, and I can't, I can't quote it. <laughs> super well but they love the scripture so much because it says um, uh, that um, when we have the spirit with us we are aware of our weaknesses and that heavenly father will make our weaknesses become strong to us and I think um, I heard an interpretation from somebody that I really loved where it says just just being human itself um, when we're fully aware of it we realize that we don't have answers that we don't have control over so many things but 
that really being that honest and that open to the reality of life itself, I think that gives that gives us so much strength. And also it gives us this opportunity to really be close to Heavenly Father in a way that isn't possible unless we are really open to that kind of that kind of honesty and that sort of like vulnerability with um, Heavenly Father. So I really, really love that scripture. It's it it's very uplifting and gives me a lot of hope. I like that you talk about honesty with Heavenly Father, because it's not like he doesn't know all of it anyways, but for whatever reason, we deny and lie to ourselves and think we're lying to him when I, you know, I kind of feel like sometimes he's just kind of give me the side eye like, really? Really? <laughs> That's the lie you're going with? Yeah. <laughs> so, might as well just be honest with ourselves and with him. Yeah, love that. That's a good point. Well, I guess it's my turn. Um, I'm from Puyallup, Washington. Uh, have fun trying to spell that. And I lived there for 18 years, all my life growing up there. And then from there, I served a mission in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then I came back, went to school, and currently I'm living in Orm, Utah while I'm continuing my education. And one, uh, one of the things I've been- Never left school. Yeah, I'm an eternal student at this point, I think. Same I'm here. 30, I'm still in school. Um, one of the my favorite scriptures is, lately I've been studying Isaiah because everyone says it's important to understand Isaiah. And I think he's hard to understand, so- I've been trying to study him more and more. And I really like 2 Nephi chapter 22. And I feel like Isaiah is just being bold. And I just love how optim optimistic he is in this in these verses. He says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He is also has become my salvation. And then in verse 5, he says, Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. And I really just like that positivity that Isaiah is bringing. Rob, it's about music, so this should be your new favorite scripture. Mm, yeah, well, you know, I left I left music behind, you know. <laughs> sad, sad man. Always be your, it'll always be your love. Yeah, it um, will. Well, next, let's go into education and career, um, the boring stuff. Um, I went to BYU and got a bachelor's degree in family studies, which I don't use. Um, instead, um, I got a, I became a physical therapist assistant, and I'm currently working as a PT assistant here in Texas. Um working outpatient and if you got back pain i'm my ears are perking up because i have th i have opinions and you better listen <laughs> what's your opinion on chiropractors my opinion is there are that not all chiropractors are created equally uh, but i would also say not all physical therapists are created equally 
I know some great ones and I know some that are just trying to make a buck. So, well, okay, Rob, you already kind of told us about what you're doing uh, education wise and career, but tell us a little more about what you're doing right now. Yeah, so I actually um, have been working the past couple months in a new position as a supervisor at a peer respite house. So the word peer means that I'm a peer support specialist and I share my own experience um, using um, recovery from mental health issues and things to help other people and to normalize the fact that we all need um, to ask for help and that we all need support. Um, and respite means rest. So this peer respite house where I work, um, people can come stay from 24 hours to seven days and they can take a break and have um, access to peer support staff who help them to um, set goals, to be empowered, to find other resources in the community and help make decisions to take the next step to support their recovery. Um, I really, really love that job. Um, and like I said, I'm in the middle of a master's degree. Um, the degree is in clinical mental health counseling. So I'm hoping to become a therapist and I'm actually going to be starting an internship um, here in the next couple of weeks. I'll be staying local. And yeah, I'm just really excited about talking to people about their mental health. So while I was at University of Iowa, I was very focused on becoming a music professor, um, but I sort of had a lot of reservations. I had a lot of anxiety. Um, I was really struggling to connect with people. And then I started doing therapy, you know, talking to somebody. And then eventually I was doing group therapy and I realized I would, I just cared so much about what I was learning in these situations. And I, I just loved that being in that environment where people were actually able to talk about what was really going on for them, you know, not pretending like they had it all together, but also like actively seeking um, to improve their mental health. So um, I became very passionate about that. And now I'm, I, I'm very excited about, you know, where life is going. So we'll see where it takes me. All right, Michael, tell us about your um, perpetual educationness. Yeah. So, forever uh, student. my forever student. Um, I got my undergrad. I did half of my undergrad at BYU Idaho, got my associates, and then I transferred to Utah Valley University and got my bachelor's in biochemistry. And I was hoping to go to medical school with it. But while I was taking the MCAT, I realized halfway through, I was like, when I got to the biology portion of the MCAT, I realized I didn't really care for biology. And I figured that might, that might hurt me if I wanted to become a doctor. And the reason why I wanted to be a doctor was because I liked interacting with people. But I guess that wasn't a good enough reason for me to become one <laughs> even though my score was okay the one section I lacked in was in biology so instead I went and worked in industry for a couple of years as an analytical chemist and after I felt like I accomplished all that 
I really wanted a challenge in my life. And I decided to go back to school and get a PhD in chemistry because that was something I am passionate about. And currently what I do is I'm a computational chemist and I look at why a reaction behaves as it does. I will do the physics and do the calculations to understand the thermodynamics on what drives the reaction to become what it will become and how this will affect um, how this how this could how we can improve these reactions if we change some of these variables that's hard to do so I was gonna say if you wanted to interact with people just go be a Walmart greeter but <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but, um, okay now let's get into the nerdy side of things um yeah, we should nerdy yeah, yeah yes it is um i don't even know how to respond to that one um, you know honestly like the one question i've always had is i see all the time like people wear these like periodic table shirts of like different fandoms we see like mario or like the periodic table of mario star wars or whatever and i want to know like i understand why i like it because i'm a chemist <laughs> i see periodic table i'm like ooh, why is han solo number one or whatever but I want to know why other people think the periodic table of fandoms are interesting. Anyway, that's a side note. If you do know, <laughs> let me Mess know. Message us on Facebook know. or Instagram, you know. Well, Michael needs to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's do top five fandoms. And I'm sure we could all talk for a long time about each of the five. But we'll just go through it briefly. Um, and if you guys are like me, then your top five fandoms are like constantly changing, maybe one or two consistent ones, but, uh, the other two or three are constantly in flux, depending on your mood, maybe. <laughs> so for me, my longest standing fandom is Digimon, particularly the first couple series. Um, some of the later series, um, like Appmon and I haven't finished Ghost Game, but uh, Fusion or Cross Wars was kind of uh, the best part was rushed. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, but the originals, I, I can pretty much watch those on repeat as long Where as I... Where does the originals end for you? So I would say we've got the Digimon Adventure storyline that's season one and two. Um, and then we got the associated movies with Digimon Try, and then they've done one movie after that, uh, Last Evolution, and there's one other movie coming out this year in Japan, actually, um, that's like a sequel to the whole thing, so the last movie was supposed to be the last one, so we'll see what happens. But I also still enjoy the, uh, the three uh, spinoffs that came after that. Uh, with Tamers and Frontier and Data Squad. Um, but the first series with the, the Adventure Saga will always be my favorite. Yeah. But Tamers is great too. That's what I, one of the things I'm watching right now. But beyond that, um, I've been into Doctor Who for like 
12, 11, 12 years now. And if you've been following the blog, you've seen a lot of Doctor Who content from me this year. Um, I've also been into Marvel and Disney on and off, different parts of those, uh, I don't know if you call them franchises, so much as they're like publishing and broadcasting corporations. <laughs> but then also Harry Potter. I'm currently working on finishing up Deathly Hollows again. Um, for the first time in my adult life, just from lack of time and lack of books. So audiobooks are my friend right now. So, All right, Rob, what do you got? Okay, I'm trying to think how am I going to organize things. So I guess I'll start with... You don't um, have to video. go in order. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... Well, I'll save, I'll save my absolute favorite for the last... Um, but I'll start with a video game um, sort of universe that I really love, the Chrono series. And, you know, it's more of a universe. They're not directly related. And I'm and I'm honestly not super knowledgeable about Chrono Trigger, which started it all off. But when I was growing up, Chrono Cross was the video game that sort of I just I just got immersed in. I love it. And me and Michael have been talking about it a lot lately because he's he he beat it. He played through the entire game for the first time recently. And, you know, that has just brought me loads of joy because <laughs> this is an amazing game. And then I discovered while I was writing for the blog that the um the writer and creator of of much of the you know these two early games trigger and cross he has a mobile game called another eden and it has a lot of the same time travel and like you know multi-layered universes in it and so that's been you know a total blast love 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 another eden and chrono cross so that's one um bob's will Burgers. say i remember yeah. you wrote a post recently about another eden so i'll include that in the show notes so okay yeah link back to that and I believe the two of you are looking at doing a Chrono Cross uh, podcast episode in the future as well. Yes, yes. Maybe, so. maybe you know, a few, several, so. multiple. So <laughs> I think if you, if, you, yeah. if you like Chrono Cross, look forward to those. Yes. There's four or five characters, so expect four or five episodes. <laughs> one, one episode outlining the ins and outs of each of the 45 characters. Oh, yeah. Well... Yeah, that's still not as bad as, <laughs> still not as, bad as the uh, Doctor Who episodes that me and TJ have planned, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, OK, continue. Yeah. OK, so I'm going to mention a couple of TV shows that are ongoing that I'm following and that I absolutely love. Don't don't bring them up because I won't shut up about them. Bob's Burgers. I love it. Um, just I every time I see an episode you know, repeatedly, I laugh harder and harder every time. I just love Bob's Burgers. Um, yeah, just hilarious. So many things about it. Um, okay, uh, Spy Family. I would say I am. I I have become a huge fan of that. I'm really excited for the new season and the movie that are coming out this fall. Um, I have no idea where they're going to go with a lot of it because there were several surprises throughout the season um you know that is is available right now um i think it's a very well-made show very impressive anime i'll give an honorable mention um there's another show that's sort of ongoing and very impressive to me um demon slayer um 
just I you know I think it's a it's a dark heroic fantasy and I'm all there for it um you know uh yeah love demon slayer um I wrote a blog post recently about um murder mystery shows and um my number one murder mystery show is the killing and it's on Netflix um particularly seasons 1 and 2 um it's it's just one of those shows where it's just like on the edge of your seat the whole time um if you're into murder mysteries and crime scene investigation and like investigators and cops who are like solving the case at any cost and also like in sort of a realistic real world like this is the price of um this is the price of having a job that will you know demand everything from you brilliant brilliant show um just so well acted so well written everything the killing it's amazing um and then my final um fandom is final fantasy 7 um i think there's one that's that's the fandom that i've written about the most of any one fandom for the blog um i could have talked about avatar the last airbender love it so much just an amazing show and there's a lot of more content coming from the original creators of you know avatar the last airbender but final fantasy 7 um uh yeah that that is the video game that sort of i always would come back to as a kid um the remake and you know the different um installments of the remake of final fantasy 7 that they are releasing i'm just like all there for it i'm really excited with the you know the way they're expanding the final fantasy 7 universe um there is so much to talk about about mental health and the main character cloud and you know all his interactions and the different playable characters in the final fantasy 7 universe um yeah there's just so much there i think the world is just so immersive i love the materia system the battle system the soundtrack um the art style i love the the way the story is told there's a lot of you know sort of dark topics and very heavy very difficult topics addressed and then there's just all kinds of goofy quirky zany humor that's thrown in and somehow it just all melds together perfectly so final fantasy 7 is my number one um fandom i will say for now so yeah that's it for me i guess it's my turn now yep <laughs> so i think for the first fandom that i i'm surprised neither of you talked about is lord of the rings guys come on it's it got 17 oscars the books are perfect. It has Tom Bombadil. Who doesn't love Tom Bombadil? It's something that, because of Lord of the Rings, all this like nerdy cultures is based off of it. And it deserves the praise. So I love Lord of the Rings. I love what it's done. And I love just everything about it. So, yeah. Uh, another fandom I like is water polo. Um, I used to play in high school and I just love the game. I think it's a great sport. It mixes swimming with soccer. 
And, you know, when the Olympics comes around, that's the one. Well, I watch that with every other thing possible, but that's the one thing I try to watch as much of is water polo. It's fun. If you haven't seen it, watch it, love it. It's great. Um, recently, I have started reading an online webtoon called Tower of God. And I think it's just a fascinating series. Uh, it's about this boy that goes to this tower just to follow a girl. Or at least that's his initial reasoning is to follow this girl and climb the tower to the top. So their wish can be granted. And it has so much betrayal, trust, and it's a great story. And I really like it and I want to see what happens in the future. So far, there's over 500 chapters written. And yeah, it's really fun. So give that a shot. And then on the blog, I guess I will say I've the one thing I've written most about is Kingdom Hearts. Um, this is like the first time I've actually played all the Kingdom Hearts. And I want to understand this story because I went from Kingdom Hearts, playing Kingdom Hearts 1 as a kid to playing Kingdom Hearts 2 and being totally lost on what was happening. Because apparently there's games in between 1 and 2 that you need to play to understand the story. And so right now I am playing all the games so I can understand the whole story. So you guys don't have to play them all to know what's going to happen when Kingdom Hearts 4 comes out. And then the last fandom I'm really interested into, and again, like Rob, I'm saving the best for last, is called Steinsgate. It's a... Uh, it's an anime, but it's also a graphic novel that you could play as a video game. And it's just, it deals with time travel. And we follow this main character named Okabe, who will repeat the same day over and over again, just so he can have a chance to save his friends. I'm not going to go into more details than that, but like... It is traumatic, but also he has deep friendships that goes on. It's you get attached to all these characters for the first 13 episodes. You get to know all these characters. And then for the other 13 episodes, you're trying to save them. And it's just wonderful, beautiful. I think it's one of the I think it's perfect visual novel as well as anime all right so before we finish up let's do i always want to do like a 30 second or less speed round of things we can expect from you in the near future either on the blog or the podcast um i mentioned uh doctor who episodes of the podcast with, that i'll be doing with tj who used to write for the blog and is coming back at least part-time to podcast with me um also look for more doctor who content from me as we have the 60th anniversary this year and plenty more mashups with uh, pokemon and hogwarts houses i'm sure too so you never know what i'm gonna dream up all right rob what do you got coming up well, I 
am probably going to be tying in a lot of mental health with my blog posts. I'm not going to be writing as often coming up, but um, I'm hoping that'll give me a t give me some time to put a little bit more, um, a little bit more craft and a little bit more, um, you know, polish on my blog posts. Um, the second um, volume of Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. It'll be releasing sometime within the next eight months i believe um so possibly anytime between january and april i'm guessing of 2024 so i want to i want to put out a few more final fantasy 7 posts you know anticipating that getting excited for that and you know just helping people understand the original game a little bit more um and yeah i'll probably probably be writing because i'm going to be following the new um new episodes of Bob's Burgers and, um, you know, the new season of Spy Family and then um, maybe following up a little bit more on Avatar and, um, you know, just a lot, probably a lot of new things that I haven't had a chance to write about yet as well. You can expect more Kingdom Hearts posts as well as um as well as tower of god oh i'm planning on doing some podcasts on that as well as cradle series and steinsgate that's all we have for you tonight thanks for joining us and in our next episode we're going to have a veteran member of the Geeks team join me for a discussion of some classic Doctor Who. Thanks for listening to the Latter-day Saint Geeks podcast. We're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but we don't represent the church in any official capacity. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can see our show notes and blog posts on latterdaysaintgeeks.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Latter-day Saint Geeks. Music was provided courtesy of David Schradel.